another world, another time in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. This is what I came for. Your vital essence, the dark crystal. I can feel something. Hear it almost. Don't move. Don't move? Where would I go? Quiet! Here's your host, Philip Mitchell. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone. And um, this episode, we, we got a, a guest of the show, Tim Green, who um, actually, uh, the story about uh, how, how I met Tim was actually through um, his show that he did for the Melbourne Fringe Festival back in September 2017. And yeah, I just want to say, Tim, just thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. That's all right. Yeah, no worries, yeah. And, and yeah, that was the thing, like, um, yeah, how I'm found out about, I think actually how I found out about your show was actually through Instagram. You had your own, um, you know, your social media things with Mm -hmm. Jim with a T, which we'll definitely get into later in the show, but we'll just briefly talk about it. Um, And I think because I was sort of getting into the social media for the podcast as well, you know, plugging in different social media platforms and Instagram was sort of, I just recently just, you know, got into it, mm-hmm. uh, what it's all about. And yeah, and so every day I would always uh, check out the, the always hashtag Dark Crystal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's actually how I found about the show with just, you know, searching hashtag Dark Crystal. And yeah. of course, you know, you, you know, your posts of your show popped up. Um, and yeah, so I just thought that, that was just kind of cool. You know, just the, the power of the social media. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, it, was, it was definitely funny. Um, I hadn't really used any social media in terms of advertising for any of my shows before, so going into it, it was all a new experience, but especially with, because um, I was tagging anything Henson yeah. related, really. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I found out very quickly <laughs> that the Henson community on any social media, Facebook as well, um, mm. the same names pop up again and again. Yeah. So you become quite familiar with uh, all the Hensonites out there in yeah. whatever form they come in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw the same people coming up again and again. It, it was great, really. It was <laughs> it nice was to... Because I, I hadn't really... I've always been a huge fan of Jim Henson's work, mm, of, course, of course, but yeah. um, I hadn't really stretched out beyond my own kind of social circles yeah. to find other communities. So it was cool to find people like yourself who are passionate about different parts of his work and stuff. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, no, it, it was, yeah. Um, no, it was just, yeah, it's just crazy that the, the many things you can find through social media, which, you know, just, just a simple hashtag, you know, yeah. and just, um, <laughs> exactly. yeah. And, um, and, and so I guess, you know, I might as well, I mean, we might as well talk about uh, the, the show actually, about um, the show that you performed as part of the Melbourne Fringe uh, Festival. Uh, yeah. And that was called Jim with a T. Jim with a um, T, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, of course, your, your name's Tim, so yeah, I guess right. that's where the, the T uh, came from. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess, how did, you, how did you come up? What was the idea or the concepts or yeah, ideas behind um, doing a, a show or a tribute, I guess, um, yeah. for Jim Henson? Um. I kind of talked about it a bit in the show as well, but I guess the show for me was um, kind of uh, what well, the best word I guess is is tribute because I, I talked about um, and I'm going to do the show again next year hopefully, but um, uh, kind of talk about where Jim came from, how his life progressed, and 
how his work progressed and the setbacks that he had, but how he kept going and, and plugging on. And he was so committed to his work. And um, as I, after I moved out of home and, and moved away from my home city, I grew up in Coffs Harbour, I found creatively it was very difficult to kind of keep yourself sustained and then you have personal things that happen that put you into different spaces in terms of your mind and emotions and but uh, learning about Jim's story and his that incredible tenacity that he had and he found a skill puppeteering yeah which he had no real intention of finding to begin with he just wanted to work with in TV and and movies yes yeah um, but he found that skill and he worked at it and made his life about it and look what he has created I mean yeah it's it's incredible I yeah. mean because I because I mean I guess we'll probably talk about but I mean I, I did read I think his biography um, by Brian J Jones Jim yeah. Henson the biography which I would imagine it was that it was sort very, of big part yeah. of the research it was a big, for the for very, the show very heavy uh, yeah yeah heavily drawn from Brian's work because the book is brilliant it is incredibly in depth about his life um perhaps yeah. almost too much so at some <laughs> points um it's not really a like you kind of have to be pretty committed to jim yeah to get through the book it mm -hmm. is quite uh, quite dense but it, it, it's amazing stuff and yeah you get to see so much of him so yeah brian's book absolutely yeah and because and, and yeah because i just remember just sort of yeah sort of the stories and and one of which was about just how he his introduction to TV and that sort of opened a lot of things. And then, um, especially when I think with the whole puppeteering thing and he yeah. was going to libraries and looking up books on anything with puppeteering and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And um, of course, you know, that all sort of started with um, the, the television show that he did, um, I think, uh, Sam and Friends. Sam and Friends, yes, that's yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was a, the show that sort of, yeah, really yeah. kick-started his career, yeah. Yeah, and even even for a long time after he was doing those shows and raking in the dough, mm. um, he still really wasn't that interested. He wanted to go more into kind of design work he, and mm. anything that really kept him in TV, but not necessarily, not necessarily rather, um, puppeteering. And then he kind of went to Europe, which is kind of an interesting uh, uh, point when you actually look at what he does with Dark Crystal as well. So he went to Europe and saw that they use puppetry a lot for telling stories. And of course, Europe has this incredibly rich mythological mm. and folk story history yeah. um, and these amazing kind of fantasy worlds that exist always kind of just below the surface um, for the European people. And a lot of the stories are told through puppetry, um, which I think really inspired a lot of what you saw Jim put into the Dark Crystal. Yeah, um, so yeah. Because he had, and he does it later with, a, he did a, a series called The Storyteller, which is incredible, mm -hmm. um, where he goes and he does a lot of um, the grim mm -hmm. um, fairy tales and stuff like that. So yeah, it, I think that that time in Europe has kind of sparked a lot of, a lot of his work and, and what he was, what he was trying to do, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and I guess, I mean, I mean, we're not, you know, chatting about the Dark Crystal, I am actually curious, how, how, how were you, um, introduced to the Dark Crystal. I mean, of course, you know, probably through, you know, from his previous works yeah. with, with Sesame Street and, and of course, um, uh, the Muppets. Mm. But I know, of course, you know, the Dark Crystal is such a different, different yeah. world of the. <laughs> it's very much a departure from his other stuff, yeah. which is which is why it caused kind of a bit of a stir when it came out. But um, yeah. 
how did I come across it? I found with pretty much all of Jim's work, I came across each piece separately and then it was a realization that it was all of the same person mm. later on. So Dark Crystal was probably probably the last piece of the puzzle. Okay. Actually, that's not necessarily true. I think Storyteller was the last piece, but that's because I once I knew who it was and yeah. realized that he what he was doing, I sought out the Storyteller um, series, which is, in, which is incredible. But Dark Crystal kind of came, um, probably, I think I saw Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool, this is a bit different. And yeah. then I stumbled across uh, Dark Crystal, which has his name kind of plastered all over it. And yeah, it's, it's very different, but um, it's an incredible, incredible world that he's created. And I know building that fantasy world, because he was a huge fan of Tolkien and, uh, and that sort of stuff was a big deal for him. Um, yeah. So it's really cool that he got to do it, and it's cool that it's lived on. I've never yeah. read any of the comic books or the books, but I know that they exist, and I really yeah. would love to yeah. when I get a bit of time. And now this new Netflix series, it's cool that it's yeah, it's here to stay. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It was um, it was such unbelievable. Um, you know, waking up and in that you know in the first thing in the morning, and then just looking on, the, you know, just opening up the Facebook feed and just seeing this big announcement about the age of resistance and yeah. yeah just sort of couldn't believe it um that you know they're really um you know continuing the franchise um in, in a way because i mean it was one of those things where i thought you know they still had a couple of books that were they were still doing and whatnot i thought you know they're probably going to wrap it up uh, or not wrap it up but sort of like you know we probably wouldn't get any more after yeah, this show sure. and then with this whole netflix thing and of course i mean the jim henson company at the moment um i know they've had um uh great sort of collaborations with the gym with Netflix um, yeah. with some of the shows um, uh, that are on the Netflix platform. So I guess it really kind of made sense for them to, um, to do this dark crystal show with them. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And you, the great thing about Jim's kids, Lisa and all these guys that are at the helm of getting this series together is they've all worked for some of the best, mm movie making uh studios yeah. so they these guys know what they're doing when they go into negotiations so i imagine uh their skills were pretty integral in making sure that this happened so that's really cool yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah um and um yeah so i mean it's just it's just a really exciting time you know with the whole dark crystal and um i guess you know um do do you have sort of like a favorite scene uh from the film. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of the mystics in in almost every way. I, I love their peaceful, more sedentary lifestyle. They're kind of, it's almost like after this, the split mm. happened, the Skeksis were so against ever kind of uniting again, but the, yeah. the mystics were just kind of like, we'll just let this Play out, and I like that kind of mentality. Not only because it gives <laughs> such an incredible story, um, but I love the the way they look—that soft, gentle, kind of yeah. fluffy, chubby look that they've got. Um, so I think early in the piece, it's so heartbreaking um, when he passes and fades. When he's yeah. just after he's talked to Jen um, and kind of told him like, "You are, uh, you got to go do this." Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when they all sing 
the different yeah, the notes as well. Yes, I yeah. really, really yeah. love that part. So that yeah. that's probably my favorite. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably definitely part. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. And I always like think of that scene with um uh with the the master mystic, um I think his name's Urso. Um and how that scene just somehow is very similar to um with Star Wars Return of the Jedi with yeah, Yoda passing it away. It is very, very similar. It, it was one yeah. of those things where it's like, I didn't pick up on that probably a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh wait, both their diffs are really similar. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah. But I, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of reflective, uh, I guess, of the of the structure, mm. which of, of fantasy in general, mm. um, the old hero story, which is essentially what the Dark Crystal is. And it's just what Star Wars is as well. It's mm. the, the chosen one going off to fulfill his immense destiny and and enter new worlds and all that sort of stuff and there's always that master at the start in star wars it's yoda in in dark crystal it's urso and yeah yeah it's cool it's and yeah. it's a structure that works and it, it does yeah. yeah yeah part of the uh, the hero's journey yeah the hero's um, journey exactly yeah. joseph yeah. campbell yeah. and man and with a thousand faces yeah and exactly <laughs> and i know jim was yeah jim read all of that which yeah. is reflective in his work yeah yeah totally yeah. totally yeah what about you? What What was your favorite part? Um, I think I have a lot of favorite scenes. I mean, I mean, probably, probably my top one is probably the trial by stone. I guess which is what I named the yeah. podcast after, yeah. in a way. But um, I, I think what I loved about the scene is really just, um, um, I, I think it was just the music and just the the sword fighting, you know, between the two. Um, yeah. Uh, the Skeksis. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first, <laughs> I actually really like Chamberlain. Yeah. The first I showed Leon, my housemate, who I think you you met at the show um, yeah. in passing. He hadn't seen Dark Crystal at all. All oh, right. So yeah. I showed it kind of just after the show, um, and we could not stop laughing at Chamberlain with his. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Leon thought it was very funny, <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, Chamberlain's a cool character. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. Um, and so I mean, I guess like you know. You know, with your show. Um, so, I mean, how how was um, the uh, uh, what what kind of feedback that you got from from fans or from you know from anyone that checked out your show during that time? And I got some really cool feedback. Um, actually, a lot of because it is quite a niche show, and anything Hanson really um, yeah. is is quite niche in terms of the fan base. Everyone's very committed, uh, but we did get some really great fans come through. Um, who really enjoyed it. There was a couple of audiences where we had people singing along with the songs um, and some people come up after the show and yeah. say thank you and give me a hug and we have had a bit of a chat and we had one gentleman um, actually come back and he gifted me some old Sesame Street records yeah. from way back, uh, yeah, yeah. which was really cool. And um, yeah, it was nice to just share that moment, share my love with people who love that stuff just as much and for them to, uh, to appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah. It was yeah. Cool. It was yeah. Cool. I think I, I think I actually remember um, that story. I think you posted it on your Facebook. Yeah, I think I did, that. Yeah. So yeah. Which I was like, wow, you know, yeah. that, that's incredible, that's cool. but no, it's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you're, you're planning to, um, to do more, to do more shows. Um, yeah. Yeah. In it's 2018. Been, yeah. It's been busy. Um, the remainder of the year working on different other projects, uh, podcast, my own podcast and, and some writing projects and stuff trying to get off the ground. But, um, yeah, definitely committed to making sure 
we get the show back up and running, um, yeah. maybe take it to Sydney and some stuff like that, oh, cool. which would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. See how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, I mean, like you also, you mentioned that you did a podcast yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. It's called a Yay G'day. Yeah, G'day. Uh, yeah. That's, that's it. Yay G'day. Yeah. It's, fair, it's very uh, different in terms of subject matter to this, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what, what is the um, podcast all about just for the listeners? Yeah, so we call it... Um, can't remember the exact tagline now, but it's basically uh, a guide to Australia. So me and my co-host and, and uh, housemate slash best friend. Ooh, is he listening to this? Um, <laughs> I hate him. No, uh, we talk about uh, something different, just a different Australian topic each week. Um, so we've done, uh, I think we did Wombats last week. The week before was Fairy Bread. Um, just something kind of uniquely Australian and we just have a chat about where it came from, um, how we see it in our everyday life because mm -hmm. these things, um, they do tend to pop up in, in everyday life so we just kind of yeah. have a chat and have some fun with it. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, that's awesome, yeah. 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 And, um, and I guess like, well, what, I mean, with the whole, you know, now that we're getting a new Netflix show, mm. The Age of Resistance, um, is there anything that you're sort of like looking forward to with that show or what you would like to see? I guess, because it really depends how far back they're going, I guess. Because mm. um, I, I, as you do when you enter a new fantasy world, you do a bit of reading. And um, my understanding of after the initial split in the crystal, yeah. um, that although the Skeksis and the, and the Mystics did parted and went their separate ways, the Skeksis weren't as bad at the beginning no. and that they got worse over time um, or embraced their true nature or whatever you kind of want to say. Um, so I'd be kind of interested to see that descent in a way. Um, but then again, like I said, it, it kind of depends how far. Yeah. How far are they going to go back? Are they only, there's 10 episodes in the first Yeah, first Yeah, ten, 10 episodes, yeah. yeah. And I think um, they gave me like hour-long episodes, which is like um, another, yeah, sort of crazy, yeah. Because I, I thought, oh, you know, there might be a half-hour shows. Yeah. But to get, yeah, full one-hour shows, I 10 hours of Dark Crystal. <laughs> so hard on it, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, I mean, they sh I think they're, I mean, as of this recording, like they're actually shooting it right now. Mm -hmm. So, which is, uh, again, it's sort of, crazy to think about yeah. they're over in the, U in the uk yeah. um shooting this show for you know for quite a while so yeah no, and cool. i suppose i imagine there'd probably be a little bit more gelfling mm. action as well which will yeah definitely will yeah cool. yeah i think it'll um be interesting to um see um the new sort of gelfling i know there's like seven sort of types of gelflings or yeah. seven clans mm -hmm. um and they're all sort of have their own different, you know. Yeah. Um, see some of their stories and culture and, and that culture, sort of stuff. Because yes, yeah. you only see Jen and Kira, who are both com yeah. really quite disconnected yeah. from it, being uh, being raised by completely different uh, species. So yeah, it's it's that'd be cool. That'll be very cool to see. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 The most interesting thing that uh, that I'm looking forward to with the new show is seeing that kind of puppetry skill come back onto the screen. Because I don't think that we've had that since, yeah. um, at least since Labyrinth, because Labyrinth came out after Dark Crystal, of course. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the Muppets take skill yes. and the Muppets still perform all the time. 
but uh, the amount of skill and ridiculous work that it took to put together Dark Crystal and I imagine the series that they're putting together right now um, is enormous. Yeah, so. I, think, uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's a pretty unique, um, uh, I guess, with Dark Crystal being sort of the only sort of puppet film, feature film with no actors and yeah. I think that, you know, that's definitely going to be the case with this yeah. Netflix series. Um, yeah, there hasn't been anything like it yeah, probably since Labor and Fall, I think, or even I think sort of the last sort of big puppetry budget, I think might have been um, uh, Team America. Yeah, true, um, true, yeah. yeah. Uh, a, a great comedy um, uh, film. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Quite different, quite different in nature, but yeah. It is, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see, I think, as well, the difference in technology. So f when they were making Dark Crystal, I mean, I know very little about puppetry. The stuff that yeah. I've learned is through what I've done through research for Jim. Yeah. And I know when they were making it, animatronic mm. stuff was brand new, like cutting edge sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And they were using it for Dark Crystal. And then later they used it even more for Labyrinth, for Hoggle and stuff like that. But um, like, what what's the new... What's the new tech that they're going to be using? Be yeah, I mean, yeah, especially with the new technology these days. Um, um, yeah, that they're able to sort of apply to to make it work and or yeah. to make it better in a way. Do you want to? Um, yeah. What? How? How do you feel about them using? I mean, I know the Henson Company will keep it primarily puppetry. Yeah, of but course. How yeah. do you feel about them using CGI? Um, I'm like, I guess for me, I'm probably a bit more open, um, to the whole CGI. Mm. Um, but I think, I personally think, I think with a show like this, I think it would, they would only be used in sort of backgrounds or, yeah. you know, I mean, if you think about the Dark Crystal with m the matte paintings, I think that's sort of what the CGI will, yeah. it's pre per personally, I would think it would just be replaced. Just, it's just replacing matte paintings just in yeah. the backgrounds and whatnot. Um, I mean, they, I could see probably the crystal bats being CGI mm -hmm. just because, I mean, in the film they were pretty much animation anyways, mm -hmm. you know, 2D animation. So I can sort of, um, although of course like in the film there are some shots where you do actually, you know, see them for real and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, like I'd be very curious to see like how far they're going to push it with the CG, whether they're going to come up with like new character, like a, a brand new character that's mm. completely CGI, um, you know, much like, I guess, you know, like with Star Wars, like Maz Kanata, if they're going to go like that full on. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think they're going to try and stay true to sort of the essence of the film and whatnot. Yeah. So I still, but you know, I still believe that sort of puppetry is going to be yeah. like 90, 95% and, you know, yeah. You're gonna get the subtle CGI here and there that you yeah. probably won't notice, but um, yeah. yeah, it's just gonna be a wait and see. Um, I think so yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> no, I tend to agree. Yeah. I think, I think it will. It needs to be primarily puppetry. But I think Jim, if he was alive and working on the project, I think he would have embraced CGI. I think he would have mm. actually loved CGI in, just in a general sense, because um, he loved animation and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I think he would probably be in a similar mind. He'd want most of it to be practical effects, yeah. practical puppetry, but using CGI just to enhance things and make yeah. make the magic a little bit 
more real. So yeah, because yeah, I, I mean, definitely agree. Yeah, because I mean, Jim, he he was really um, ahead of his time with some of the. Mm. With, I mean, talked about the animatronics, but also with animation. Um, yeah, he did had like a, such a big passion for animation. Yeah, he was always. Um, uh, yeah, sort of looking forward absolutely to, to that kind of technology. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, I, like I, I think you know, had the Dark Crystal been made today, mm. I, I would definitely think. And if if he was here, um, still with us, um, I would definitely think he probably would have gone definitely the CGI sort of yep. probably almost like Avatar sort of. Um, yeah, I think he he would definitely yeah, would have embraced it. Style, absolutely, yeah. I think. Even like the setup of the Henson Creature Workshop, mm. which really was done to facilitate the Dark Crystal yeah. and Labyrinth, and has again, continued yeah. on. Um, and yeah. they work Star Wars. They work on crazy amount of stuff. Yeah. Um, the idea of of setting that up was to get ahead of the game and find new technologies that they could use to enhance their um their movies and, and enhance other people's movies. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. No, that's cool. Yeah. 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 All right. So, um, yeah, I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, how can listeners uh, find find you online through <laughs> Find me online? Things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so, if you want to find podcast-related things, you just search Jaeger Day. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, which Leon likes to helm. I'm not really a Twitter person. Yeah. Um, so you can oh, you just type in Yeager Day Podcast. I think it comes up within the first few links and you can find us on any uh, of the good podcatchers and I, uh, Apple I, Apple Podcasts, I think it's called yeah, now. It's not iTunes yeah, it's, anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, my personal is T for Jim, at T for Jim, which is my Instagram and I believe it's my Facebook as well. So you can keep up with my personal endeavours. I haven't been too active lately because I've been so busy, but I will be more active soon. Um, yeah, that's how they can find me. Cool, awesome. All right, yeah. cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sure. You've already taken too long, Delfling. Hurry! At last, the crystal calls. It is time. Time to return to the castle. The crystal calls! To the crystal And that's all the time I have for this month's Trial by Stone. If you'd like to contact the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. To find us on Facebook, you can do so at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. We're also on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. You can tweet at us at darkcrystalpod. The podcast is now on Patreon, so if you go to patreon.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast, you can check out some of the rewards that we'll have on offer for anyone that can pledge to the podcast. It'll be greatly appreciated. Also, if you get a chance to review the show, whether on iTunes or Facebook, that'll be fantastic as well, as that'll boost the rankings. Thank you all so much, and come back next month for more Trial by Stone.